일본군들이 내 몸이 쓰려놓은 갈자국과 낙서요. 내 몸에 이런 흉터들이 수도 없이 있습니다. 이 흉터들을 볼 때마다 그 지역 같은 고통이 한없이 괴사르납니다. 증거가 없다고요? 내가 바로 증거예요. 여기 계시는 미첼이 증거고 살아있는 생존자들 모두가 증거입니다. 그 지역 같은 고통을 당했을 때내 나이 겨우 13살이었어. 13살. 나는 죽지 못했고 살았어. 고향을 그리워하며 내 가족을 만날 날을 기다리며 Kinka and Kinka, 여러분. 안녕하세요. This is Rome or Hando Chun, your Kinka Chingu, Kinka classmate, and the host of Kinka Podcast, where every week we celebrate the marriage of K drama and language learning. Today is the final episode of the season, and for those of you who do not know why all of a sudden I didn't release an episode last Sunday, it was because my schedule was fully packed. And when I tried to record an episode for that Sunday, it was quite noisy in my place. And so I couldn't record a decent, I mean, I, I couldn't produce a decent recording for the show. And so I am actually re-recording this episode today. It's the 2nd of November. It's a Tuesday. And I actually just had my class a while ago. Um, I'm actually taking a uh, master's and yes, I'm working full time and I'm also a student. Yeah, starting this week, I'm officially a master's student. So that means I am doing a lot of things, but that doesn't change anything. I mean, it will probably change just a few things, but it doesn't mean that I will be um, like, st- I-, I will stop producing content because definitely uh, producing content has helped me a lot. to grow as a person and I do believe that continuously uh, producing podcast episodes for Kinka and Bialchari is also helping some of you who are listening so this is something that I will not stop and I, yeah I, I will just keep on producing podcast episodes as much as I could so yeah welcome to uh yeah our final episode welcome to the final episode of Kinka Podcast Season 3. Yeah, we've gone through almost a year now. Actually, on the 21st or 22nd of November, that will be the first year anniversary of Kinka Podcast. I'm not sure yet if I will be back by then because this is the final episode, right? And I'm not sure how much time I'm going to take to rest a bit before I start another season. But maybe I'll produce something on the 21st or 22nd just to celebrate the anniversary of the podcast. Okay, but uh, maybe that's not the beginning of the fourth season just yet. Maybe I'll let you know if anything changes. 
But for today, I'm going to talk about the final, the fourth uh, Lee Jae-hoon movie that I'm featuring on the podcast. And that movie is I Can Speak. Yeah, the English title is I Can Speak and the Korean title is also I Can Speak. Yeah, it was, um, how do you say that? Like, Koreanized? I mean, it's an English sentence, but they used English, I mean, Korean letters to follow the sound of the English sentence. Okay, so it's I Can Speak. And before I talk about the plot of I Can Speak, let me just share you first what's going on for what's gonna go. I mean, how this episode is gonna go like. So I have just five discussion points for today. First, I'd talk about Lee Jae-hoon's performance as an actor in the movies that we've seen until now. And then I'll talk about the synopsis or the plot of I Can Speak. Also, I'll share a language tip that was from I Can Speak. Uh, fourth is I'll share with you some vocabulary words, not from I Can Speak, but from a book that I have just read like last month. And finally, I will talk about a somehow sensitive topic that was touched upon by the film. So that's going to be the five pointers pointers for today's episode. And I hope that you'll listen to the end. Okay, so let's begin with Lee Jae-hoon's performance as an actor. So, so far we've seen four movies fe- uh, featuring Lee Jae-hoon, right? We've seen uh, Sanyang e Shigan, Time to Hunt. We've seen uh, Chingu Sai, the uh, Just Friends. And then, wh- what was the others? OMG, my brain is fried already. What was the other film that we watched? Uh, time to hunt. Uh, this one. Uh, okay. Wait. Let me let me just check my podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, just because uh, uh, my brain is not working as as it used to. <laughs> uh, my paparotti. Okay. Why did I forget my paparotti? That was what I featured last week. So, Sanyang Shigan. Chingusai, my paparotti, and now I can speak. I would say that Ijehun has really tried a lot of different characters from when he started uh, filming or when he started uh, doing his profession as an actor. So in 2009, he had that short film, Chingusai, and then he'd. Uh, well, this is not in order because uh, Sanyang Eshigan was just in 2020, and then. I Can Speak was in 2014, 2015, and My Paparotti was in 2014 or 15 or 17, something like that. But, but yeah, in, in that span of time. So I, I think I've seen how flexible Lee Jae-hoon is in terms of acting. I mean, his range is definitely very wide. And yeah, it, it seems like he wasn't What's this? There's a term. He he wasn't typecasted, but instead he was able to play very uh, different and very complex roles. And I think that's really nice. If I were to be an actor on screen or on stage, 
I would also want to portray different kinds of characters and different kinds of characters who have different values and different motivations. So yeah, I, I think uh, his experience as an actor is really amazing. And well, I am not in the position to like critic his acting or anything, but all I can say is he did excellent. I mean, even for yeah, this one for I can speak, uh, we saw him and we heard him speak English. I am yet to find an English interview with Lee Jae-hoon. I haven't found any yet, but I'll look. I'll look YouTube up or somewhere else. It, maybe he had an interview in English, and I, I think that would be interesting. And you know, Lee Jae-hoon can sing. He can play a soft character. He can play a very, uh, like, what what's this? A very masculine character. He can play all sorts of characters, and he does really well. So I'm also looking forward to more Lee Jae-hoon movies in the future. And uh, not only movies, but TV series as well. We've seen him in Move to Heaven, and what else? Uh, I don't remember a lot. But yeah, I guess that's going to be it for Lee Jae-hoon for now. Because in the next season, I will be choosing another set of an actor and an actress that I will feature on the podcast. So I'll check out their movies and you know talk about them. So maybe I won't be seeing Lee Jae-hoon for quite a while. But maybe I'll still watch his movies if any movie comes out. In the near future, but I'm not sure if I'll feature them on the podcast. Maybe I'll just mention them for a bit, because you know I, I'm not the type of viewer who you know just focuses on one actor or one actress, and then I just watch their movies or anything, and then follow them whatever they do. That's just not me. So for me, I can I, I feel like I can learn from a lot of actors and actresses and a lot of uh, different varieties of films and tv series and so yeah my i'm just making my options more uh it's still limited but i'm just making my options be not limited to a specific set of people okay and yeah what else okay i, I think that's just it for e. Jaehoon. i like him as an actor and he did very well at least in all of the films that i've seen Okay, now let's let me talk about I can speak. So, w- what is the story of I can speak? Uh, well, if you look at the plot, uh, I mean at uh, the trailer. Well, I I haven't seen a trailer, but I'm guessing that the trailer was focused on just showing the lead character. Uh, her name was Bong Soon, and maybe she was just shown as. Some old woman who liked to complain, and then she fi- she suddenly met this young guy who spoke English, and then she became interested to study English. I think that would have been the content of the trailer. I haven't seen a trailer, so I'm not sure what it's like. But maybe that was all that was shown there. And if you watch this film, if you still haven't seen it. The first half of the movie will show you just that. 
it will show you that Bong Soon was just this old woman who keeps complaining and everybody didn't everybody around her seemed to not like her because of her personality like she's very nosy and like she pesters a lot of people she complains a lot and yeah it, it was shown in that way and then she met this character Lee Jae-hoon's character I forgot his name my bad but he was a government official and he spoke English and when our Bung Soon found out that he spoke English she started pestering him to teach her English because she wanted to learn how to speak English she, she didn't explain exactly why she wanted to learn English but that her reason was slowly unfolded towards the end of the film and so yeah uh, if I wouldn't say the entire film I, I can I mean I, I wouldn't tell you the entire story then I could just end it there but that doesn't have the meat of the film because that's just like level one of the story there's another level to it there's another layer to it which I think is more important and which I think is also the real meat of this film but before I talk about that because that's actually the last part of my I mean that's the final discussion point that I have so the sensitive issue that was presented in this film I will talk about that in the final pointer so before that first let me share with you a language tip that was shared in I can speak so yeah we have the character of Lee Jae-hoon and he started tutoring Bong Soon because of reasons which you should find out yourself by watching the film so he started teaching her English and when they were just starting to study English uh, there was I think there was a phrase or a word that Bong Soon didn't know or didn't understand and she tried to write it down and when she did and when the character of Lee Jae-hoon saw that Lee Jae-hoon's character said don't write don't write it down and I think this is something that might have people divided I mean might have the language learners divided because for some language learners if they hear something that they don't understand the tendency is they will write it down and maybe you look it up later or look it up at that same moment like yeah but it was presented here in the film that somehow the story is that the character of Ijeun was against that that instead of trying to I mean instead of writing down something that you don't understand you'll just have to I guess try to understand it again through context and perhaps encode it in your brain without having to write it down maybe I, I'm not sure if that's how the character of Ijeun intended to do it because the details of her language learning journey wasn't really explained and we didn't see a lot of it but yeah so if you're a language learner and you're listening to this podcast what's your thoughts about this so actually I'm not sharing a tip but 
Rather, I'm sharing these two schools of thought that when you learn something, I mean, when you encounter a word or a phrase that you don't understand, will you write it down or will you not? And maybe just get an explanation from the person you're talking to what it is or, you know, something like that. As for me, when I'm studying or when I'm listening to podcasts or when I'm watching a movie and then there's a word or a phrase that I don't understand, I don't always write them down, especially when I don't have my pen and paper next to me while watching a movie. But if I do have it, then perhaps I will write it down. And I actually even do the same thing when I'm reading books. When I'm reading books and there are words that that are new to me, then I have a tendency to write them down, especially if I have been encountering that word several times in the book and I couldn't, you know, maybe I couldn't get exactly what it means. Although there's context, maybe it's still blurry, then I'll just write it down. But not all the words that I write down on my notebook are words that I search the dictionary for. So sometimes I just leave them on the notebook and I never get back to them. But for some select few words that I find interesting and maybe I have the thought of maybe I'll use them myself in the future, then those things I look up and those things I study on my own. So yeah, for me, I'm not against writing things down. I think it's okay. But yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's learning style is different and there's no one size fits all when it comes to language learning or anything at all. So yeah, just wanted to share that. And since I I mentioned that I read books and I write words down, right? So there's actually uh, in the past month, I joined this book reading club. I forgot what it's called. Okay, you can hear a motorcycle. I don't know why there's a motorcycle outside. Uh, maybe visiting somebody in our neighborhood. But yeah, so I was part of a book club. Uh, maybe it's called Bookworm. Check Bolle something. Because it's a Korean book reading club. And I found out about it because some of my mutuals on Twitter uh, started it. Uh, the one who started it is Kat. Uh, she's probably not listening to this podcast, but yeah, Kat is yeah one of a few Korean language learners that I met through Twitter. And so she started that book reading club. And so last month, or actually still, it's still ongoing right now, we are reading two books. One is called Kojimar Gatten Halloween Day. And the other one is Wizard Bakery. Uh, yeah, Wizard Bakery. And I already finished reading Kojima Gatten Halloween Day. And there were some words that I wrote down because I found them really interesting because of the repeated sounds. And I think in English, we also have those words. I think, are they called onomatopoeia? It's, you know, the words that somehow describe the movement. I mean, they are sounds of movements, like swoosh, swoosh, something like that, maybe. 
And yeah, there's something similar in Korean. I don't know what they're called in Korean, but I just wrote them down. So these are words that has repeated syllables and usually describe the sound of different movements. Okay, so I have six. So I'll just share with you all of them. So the word, the definition, and then sample sentences like I used to in the second season of the podcast but now without background music okay first word is dong shir dong shir dong shir dong shir you can repeat after me dong shir dong shir it means lively spiritedly or joyfully dong shir dong shir let's use it in a sentence 몇몇 노인들은 흥에 겨우 덩실덩실 춤을 좋았다. 몇몇 노인들은 흥에 겨우 덩실덩실 춤을 좋았다. Several senior citizens danced around in joy. Okay. 덩실덩실. Second word. 길쭉길쭉하다. 길쭉길쭉하다. 길쭉길쭉하다 means uh, rather longish. So this one is not related to a movement, but you know, it just shows you the shape or the physical appearance of things. Kilchuk kilchuk hada longish. I found this sentence. Yacherer kilchuk kilchuk hage soroso nora. So it's an instructions on how to cut vegetables. So cut the vegetables rather longish. Like, yeah. I don't know what vegetables you'd cut longish, maybe carrots uh, well it depends on what you're trying to cook or make next word songkum 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 it means with big strides okay so that's a movement right songkum songkum with big strides let's use it in a sentence 그녀가 송금 송금 걸어서 나를 만나러 왔다 그녀가 송금 송금 걸어서 나를 만나러 왔다 she came striding along to meet me. Songkum, 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 songkum. Good. Okay. Fourth word. Okay. Fourth word is palang palang. Palang palang. Palang palang. Which I think it was originally from polong polong. Uh, yeah, you can choose which sounds better. Palang palang or polong polong. And it means flutteringly, flutteringly, palang palang. Can you imagine what kind of object moves with the sound of palang palang? Well, not necessarily with that sound, but it's the sound that best describes the motion of something, flutteringly. Okay, the sentence that I found is like this. It goes this way. Kunip hanaga palang palang tangru torojinda. Kunip hanaga. Palang palang tangru torojinda. A petal flutters to the ground. A petal flutters to the ground. Palang palang. Okay, next fifth word, ongum ongum, ongum ongum. It means crawling, creeping, or to be on all fours. Ongum ongum. Okay, let's use it in a sentence. Kobugi ga ongum ongum kiyogaguita. The turtle is crawling along slowly. Okay. 
And another one, 그 아기는 거의 내내 엉금엉금 기어다닌다. Yeah, by the way, I think it's not pronounced as 엉금엉금, but maybe 엉금엉금. Yeah, not 엉금, 엉금엉금. Maybe I have to check the pronunciation, but maybe 엉금엉금. Yeah. So 그 아기는 거의 내내 엉금엉금 기어다닌다. The baby is on all fours most of the time. 엉금엉금. And finally, 잘싹잘싹. 잘싹잘싹. Can you imagine what sound that is? Yeah, 잘싹잘싹. It is a word that's used to describe the splashing sounds made when a liquid hits hard or hits a hard object forcefully. Okay, so water or liquid, any liquid, hits hard. Hits a hard object. Or it, it can also be used to describe the manner of people having a close friendship. Well, that's never, that's what neighbors does. Okay, let's use 찰싹찰싹 in a sentence. I actually didn't find a sentence that uses 찰싹찰싹. I just found something that uses 찰싹. Just one. There's no repetition. So it goes this way. 엉덩이를 찰싹 때리는 것은 어느 때보다도 더 형편 없는 훈육의 형태로 거려된다. Again, 엉덩이를 찰싹 때리는 것은 어느 때보다도 더 형편 없는 훈육의 형태로 거려된다. Spanking is now more than ever considered a form of poor parenting. Hmm, 찰싹 찰싹. So, yeah. Okay, those are the words that I... Uh, chose from the book Kojimai Gatten Halloween Day. By the way, uh, that book is actually, I think, a lower inter- intermediate book. It's not so difficult to read. It's just that there are some words that I don't normally encounter, well, not on TV series or movies, just like these words. It was the first time that I encountered these words. Or maybe I've heard them before, but just didn't pay attention. But yeah. Is onomatopoeia correct? I, I'm not sure that's how these words are called. I'll check with my friends how they're called in Korean. And maybe get back to you some other time in the future. So yeah, that's uh, my sharing about the language. And now finally, the f- final pointer that I wanted to share with you. The sensitive rather sensitive uh, part or a sensitive issue that was presented in the film I Can Speak was about... What is it? It's about comfort women. Okay, comfort women during the Japanese occupation in Korea. Well, not only in Korea, but comfort women in general during Japanese occupation in different countries... Uh, there was also Japanese occupation in the Philippines. And during that time, there were also comfort women. And I would say that comfort women is still a very relevant issue until now. Because although there has been a bill that was approved, or how, how do you say that? A bill was, is it approved or... Okay, my English is bad right now, but yeah, there's a bill that is about um, like 
asking the Japanese or Japan in general to apologize publicly for the crimes that were committed by their soldiers during the Japanese occupation and addressed to all the victims and especially those that were、uh, comfort women. And I guess、uh, now it's already 2021. The film I can speak was set in 2007 or 2008. And yeah, although that bill was established or approved, or I don't know the <laughs> word, my brain is messing with me. But although th- they already have that bill, I think until now they didn't make the apology yet or not. I'm. I'm not reading the news about comfort women, so I mean, I haven't read any recent news about that, so maybe they still haven't. And yeah,、um, it's a battle, and I guess, although I can't relate because I physically don't, I mean, I don't personally know any person who was a comfort woman or. A relative of someone who was a comfort woman. I, I don't know anybody personally, so maybe I cannot relate as much in that way. But yeah, in general, I feel for them because they were victims of abuse. And although I wasn't abused myself, I am familiar with,、uh, with abuse in general. like... Not only what we see on television, not only what we see on drama, but the things that we see on the news and something like that, and also in our history books. So, abuse in the past and abuse in the present, they're still happening. So, I, now I'm quite moving outside the bounds of, of comfort women, but I, I want to speak more of something more general. Like people who are abused in general, and it doesn't, it, it could be sexual abuse or psychological abuse or different kinds of abuse. And I feel like right now, as also shown in the film, people might have the tendency to still,、uh, you know, ha- have the culture of victim blaming. And yeah, I think that's more widespread. Even now, people keep blaming the victims. And yeah, if, if only you did this, then you wouldn't have been abused. Yeah, that's the line of arguments of a lot of people. And when victims speak, a lot of people try to silence them to tell them that,、um, you know, if you experience something bad, why don't you just keep it to yourself? Why do you have to tell other people about it? Something like that. And I think that's really terrible.、Uh, I, I know people who experience different kinds of abuse, who tried to speak about their experiences, and they were, yeah, the people who used to be supportive of them started silencing them or started blaming them for something else. Or, yeah, it's terrible. I, I think. The culture of victim blaming is really terrible. And the logic of people who say that, like, 
some people because there are people who justify or there are people who try to defend the abusers saying that oh that person probably didn't abuse you because he didn't abuse me and i think that's just crazy because an abuser wasn't wouldn't abuse everyone they just have their targets and they abuse who they abuse just because you weren't abused by somebody doesn't mean that somebody didn't abuse somebody else and yeah uh, i think it's just crazy how people think and yeah why does it sound like this is too personal i i mean yeah i just know some people and it's just sad to you know think about that wait let me just drink water um yeah i think i'll just keep this on record right well maybe it it was it's a little personal because well i'm not the one abused but i know some of the people who are abused and i know the abuser and i know the people who defend the abuser and yeah i guess i'll just stop it there i've already said my point that the culture of victim blaming is something that has to be stopped and that silencing the victims is definitely a wrong thing to do and yeah i guess when i saw the movie i can speak i'm i was just reminded that people who abuse other people who maybe are powerless continue to you know do what they do and not pay for the crimes that they have done and somehow that has made me feel okay there's still a lot of injustice happening in the world and yeah and yeah because you know all these dramas that we're watching all these movies that we're watching they are inspired by something and while some movies might be too fictitious that they can't happen in the real world there's actually a lot of you know of things that you see in movies that actually happen in the real world or at least are inspired by things that are happening in the real world so i I guess what i'm trying to say is that we should we should um be more woke or not uh i wouldn't say that because maybe some of you are just watching to entertain yourselves and yeah that's also valid but maybe if you watch a film and then you get onto a commentary about the society in general then maybe use it to inform yourself of the reality that we're living in and maybe work on your philosophy and yeah the things you have in mind your ideologies and stuff okay so yeah i guess that's it i love the film i can speak by the way it wasn't the first time i watched i can speak I watched it uh, many years ago. Not too many, but yeah, a few years ago. And then I, at that time, I still didn't know Lee Jae-hoon. So when I was looking at Lee Jae-hoon's cinematography or filmography, I was looking at Lee Jae-hoon's filmography. I saw I Can Speak and oh, Lee Jae-hoon was there. So I, I decided to, okay, let's watch this again. And 
let's watch it together with my family and so we watch it and yeah we all liked it and also Bong Soon the actress who played Bong Soon uh, I forgot her name again but uh, she was really awesome and she was also in some of the K-dramas that we've featured in the past episodes like uh, Bong Soon was actually a uh, I mean the actress who played Bong Soon was in Naviliera she was the grandmother there so yeah you might be interested to check that out as well and yeah uh, just yesterday I started watching Dear My Friends together with my family and it's a story of old friends like they are already harmonies and yeah it's their story of friendship and stuff I guess we're, we are now at the second episode and I'm looking forward to seeing more of it and Bong Soon I mean the actress who played Bong Soon the actress who played the grandmother in Minari and a lot more of other grandmothers in different K-dramas are there so I'm excited to see it to its end it, it's really an interesting TV series that I'm watching right now and yeah it was a really wonderful season we've spent like more than three months right maybe it was four months i spent four months with you recording these episodes and you listening from the other end and i really appreciate it that you are still here i mean you're still listening although i don't get uh feedback from most of you guys uh, that's fine i mean most of you kinkas and kinkas that's fine but yeah i mean if I'm able to help you in any way by producing these episodes. Maybe I'm helping you process K-dramas and Korean movies and also helping you uh, with your Korean language learning journey. Then, yeah, maybe I did something good. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's it for the final episode of this season. I will see you again or you will hear from me again soon. Soon, yeah, I haven't chosen a date yet because yeah i already said i'm studying again right so my schedule is kind of jam jam packed and but yeah i'll make it work out so that i could still produce episodes consistently okay now my voice is getting hoarse and that means it's time to say goodbye at least for this season okay 네 여기까지 들어주셔서 정말 감사하고요 다음 시즌에 꼭 봐요. 안녕히 계세요. 바이바이.